Well, it's the time of year that can bring out the best and the worst of us. So tonight, we're going to delve into what happens to our brains during the festive season. Dr. Leela Landowski is a neuroscientist at the University of Tasmania. Leela, welcome. Thank you. Well, it's par for the course that many of us will eat far more than we should in the coming weeks. I know I have today. <laughs> what happens to your brain when you eat large meals over consecutive days? Ah, uh, look, basically the more that we overeat, the more the body, the more our body feels that we need to eat. So we know that if you've been binge eating for a few days in a row, which we tend to do at Christmas, let's be honest here, we know that you won't feel satisfied or full from a normal sized meal. So we know that this essentially the act of overeating, mm. it'll stretch our stomach and it'll affect the signals that are sent to our brain, which normally tell us when we feel full. Mm. And com- is that all reversible? It is, it is, yes. Okay, very good, very good. <laughs> so while we're talking about the festive season and food consumption, we're absolutely going to eat junk food. How do our brains react to that sort of sugary, highly processed food? Oh, look, it's it's a very strong respons- response. And I, it comes down to this concept that, you know, Christmas is stressful and when we're stressed we our brain seeks pleasure, which mm. is why we often reach for, you know, those chocolates or those sweets or, or junk food. And really sugar is one of the most addictive everyday foods that we can eat. Um, you know, Australian neuroscientist Professor Selena Bartlett um, demonstrated that it's as addictive as nicotine. Sugar is as addictive as nicotine. Mm. So, and this makes a lot of sense. You know, our bodies are hardwired to want to eat sugar and it's evolved this way because it's a way of evolving of, you know, avoiding starvation. Mm. It served a really important purpose back in the day. If you had something sweet, it was rare, you know, it was probably fruit somewhere. It'd be delicious. You'd want to eat more so that way you can put on weight and get over the hard winter. Mm. And we know that um, fructose specifically, which is the sugar that's found in fruit, actually makes you hungrier. So you want to eat more and it's often snuck into junk food. So yeah, I mean, we're seeing this at Christmas. We're eating it for our comfort, but it's also making us want to eat more of it and it's addictive. This might be out of your remit, but is there anything we should reach for when we feel like that sugary hit that would... I don't know, break the neural pathways of us wanting to go there? Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. And the th- I think the trick is to replace it with something else that is going to make us feel good. Um, everyone's a bit different. Mm. Uh, for me, I prefer a hug. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so instead of the candy bar, go and hug someone. Yep, all right. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, look, something else that's sugary and, and for some delicious, um, alcohol. Let's talk about mm. alcohol. Can you give it to us straight? How should we approach alcohol in the festive oh. season? Look, I've got some hard truth here. Alcohol is a neurotoxin and it impairs brain function. Mm. So there's actually no safe amount to drink really. But in order to reduce your risk of um, harm from alcohol or alcohol-related disease, the, the Australian guidelines essentially say um, less than 10 or 10, no more than 10 drinks a week. If you start to drink more than that, then you're obviously increasing your risk of um, alcohol-related conditions. Mm. In terms of what it's doing to the brain, we know that um, when you've been drinking, it's it's a depressant and it puts your brain essentially into slow motion. That's why, you know, it's going to affect your um, your judgment and maybe your, your coordination and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And what's it doing the day after? Is it effectively dehydrated? Is that why people get, you know, hangovers and, and yeah. feel rotten? Look, part of it is part of his dehydration, but we also know that you know when you've been drinking, your brain chemicals change. We've got this change in um, neurotransmitters, and then the next day your body wants to fix it. You know, it wants to compensate for that 
um, change. So it, when it's trying to restore its normal function, you're more likely to feel anxious or irritable mm. as a result of that. Mm. Well, if you've just joined, neuroscientist Dr Leela Landowski is here talking about how our brains can change during the festive season on RN Drive. You're with Catherine Robinson. Let's turn the conversation now to gift giving and being with loved ones. That's got to be good for your brain, doesn't it? Yeah, and look, it's it's great for us in two different ways. So, you know, when you're giving a gift, you know, it makes you feel good. You know, it's yeah, it's reactivating this reward system in our brain, um, releasing uh, neuromodulators like dopamine, endorphins, all of these things that make us feel really good. Um, but it's not just giving; it's actually the gratitude we get after we've given a gift, and that has a really powerful effect on the brain. So we've come to realise now, science has shown us that it's changing our mental health, our physical health. Uh, we know it's, for example, doing things like improving our resilience to trauma. It actually, you know, gratitude can reduce our sense of anxiety and fear. Mm. So it's quite um, quite powerful effects on our brain. Mm. And what about being with loved ones? Ah, oh, look, I love this one because, you know, it's such a great time where we can finally be with family again or people that we care about. And we know that being with loved ones can de-stress us. It help, And there's evidence that it helps us live longer. So when we're hanging out with people that we like or whose company we enjoy, we know that um, a lot of um, neuromodulators like endorphins, oxytocin, they're being released. And that's what makes us feel good. It makes us you know, can feel more connected to the people that we're with. And it's even... Um, having this feedback loop that de-stresses us. So it's reducing the levels of stress hormones in our brains. Quite mm. incredible. Mm. Well, I don't want to bring the mood down, but the reality of it is that sometimes things don't go mm. as planned with your loved ones at Christmas. Yes. And sometimes, you know, the people we love can turn into people we don't really like. I am not talking from personal experience here, but, you know, <laughs> it can happen at Christmas. And some of it can actually be blamed on brain function. How do you explain that? Yeah, look, so a lot of this really comes down to the effects of stress on the brain. And we know Christmas can be wonderful, but also it can be a very stressful time. It can, you know, bring up feelings of loss or things that we, you know, things in our past, um, you know, all of those sorts of things. Mm. And we know that stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol, they're normally great for us. They help us reach peak performance. But when you have too much in your system for several weeks, it'll actually impair brain function. So we know that if you're chronically stressed leading up to Christmas, you're going to have um, poor, poorer memory, you're going to have a shorter temper, you're even going to be more selfish. Um, and it's not, I think the thing to remember is it's not that this person is a bad person or they've become a bad person. It's just that their brain is trying to cope with this flood of, um, you know, hormones mm. um, that it normally doesn't have to deal with. Mm, mm. And just finally, uh, Leela, music is a big part of this time of the year. It mm -hmm. can also be used to manipulate, particularly mm. if you look at the retail sector, sector. Can you tell me what happens to the brain when listening to particular types of music in retail stores? Ah, this is, it's such a sneaky tool of manipulation. So, you know, if you enjoy Christmas time, Christmas music is going to invoke um, feelings of joy, all of those good things, and it's going to release neurotransmitters in your brain like dopamine. And those um, neurotransmitters make you happier, they put you in a more positive mindset, and it'll actually make you more motivated to buy. And we know that, you know, if the music is targeted properly, it just makes you buy more stuff. Mm -hmm. For example, if you're in a grocery store and they're playing slow music, 
people will spend about 30% more time in the store. Um, if you, for example, play classical music in an antique store, sales go up. So mm-hmm. a very similar thing is happening with Christmas music in a, in a store. But if Christmas music is going to remind you of, you know, these hardship and people that you've lost and, and is a sad time for you, it's going to make you have the opposite effect. So mm-hmm. it can make you feel more anxious and depressed. So mm-hmm. in that case, I'd recommend online shopping and, and trying <laughs> to avoid that space. Or maybe some earplugs <laughs> when you go to the shops next. Uh, Lena, yes. thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> thank you. Dr. Leela Landowski is a neuroscientist at the University of Tasmania. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.